0: Hey, guys. Hi, welcome to Hot Thoughts. I'm Angela. And I'm Joseph.
1: And it's the last episode of 2018. Can you believe?
0: I cannot believe. Also, I mean, just the fact that we are recording another episode in 2018 is nothing short of a miracle. We have had grad school graduations. Congrats to Angela. Thank
1: you. We've had holidays.
0: We've had vacations. Mm -hmm. Deaths in the family. It's been a tumultuous Q4. Oh,
1: Jesus. Yes, it actually has been.
0: (laughs) So... You're all blessed that you get to hear our dulcet tones once again in 2018, and we promise to be a little more regular in 2019. A resolution, if you will. Yes,
1: definitely. 2019, you guys are not going to be ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. (laughs) ready. (laughs) But we will be. We both aren't ready, but we all will be. But instead of
0: looking forward, Mm -hmm. we're going to take this space to look back, I think. Okay. Think of some top albums of the year. Yes. But before we jump into that, I just want to know... And and, then, because we both know that the Spotify lists are bullshit. Yes. So I want to know, like, not your top play, just like, what were some bops that you loved this year?
1: Okay. So, yeah, the the Spotify. They love mess. to drag you.
0: Like... like Troye Sivan right at the top there. Yeah.
1: You saw for that for mine? Or did you get that too?
0: Yeah. Mine my, my, my yeah. was either my first or second song. It
1: was like my second. I'm like, okay. <laughs>
0: like, I liked it. But, I, but like it came out in January. Right. And it played through the summer. Mm. So like, of course it's going to be higher than like Thank You Next. Right. Which was and also, end of the year.
1: Before I do get into my songs, they also <laughs> give you a playlist, mm-hmm. which was differently ordered than the Spotify like... Infographic they gave me, yes, which threw too. me for a loop because could you guess? Just and I think I already told you. Oh, what was like my number four on that playlist? Oh, what
0: was it? It killed me. <laughs> Shit. Oh, it was filthy. Yes, Timberlake. <laughs>
1: And I remember I got the oh, playlist I, first. I
0: went to drag you for that.
1: Well, I'm, it's okay. Well <laughs> we're here. <laughs> <You> self-drag. <laughs> I, I don't mind dragging myself. Mm-hmm. And I saw this the playlist first before I saw the infographic and I was like, Oh, I don't want it. You guys can keep it. If you guys are gonna put filthy on my <laughs> infographic, you can keep it. But they didn't. So and mm-hmm. I don't know why I listen to filthy that much. Don't ask me.
0: I I don't either. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I couldn't touch that with the ten foot pole. Okay. My number one was weirdly. Or not weirdly, it was Years and Years Sanctified because again, like oh, yeah, it came, came out, out early. so early in the year and mm-hmm. then like it was just a regular on gym playlist, pool yes. party playlist.
1: That's so true. That's not fair.
0: But like Missing You, like I played the fuck out of that song, mm-hmm. but because it came out in October, it didn't yeah. even have a chance. But
1: guess what? That was my number. <laughs> but
0: guess what? <laughs> <laughs> Angela that <was> number... <laughs> just whipped out some finger pistols like she's on Power 106. <laughs> Andy.
1: Um, honey was my number one on the playlist. Really? And I was like
0: came and got it. <laughs> right.
1: But my and this actually is a great transition into the five songs mm-hmm. that I want to talk about. Yeah. My first my most played song on the infographic is also a song that I want to talk about, which is Your Dog by Soccer Mommy. Ugh. That I think is probably my favorite song of this entire year. Absolutely. Um I don't know, like it's just the message of it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be your fucking dog. Like it's just so good. Doesn't want to, you know, she doesn't want to be this like Doormat in this relationship She mm-hmm. wants to feel Like it's a co-partnering situation Not just like a trophy wife situation I don't know It's just a really good empowering Empowering woman song Oh Of this year I mean I
0: have thought. Well not Go to for it ahead. No no, to no get
1: ahead Oh okay Am I still going? Yeah Oh god just okay And then like another song That I really liked Was Painkiller by Ice Age um, Featuring Sky Ferreira I just loved Like the punk sound of it And I love that Sky uses her voice Um in that song, and just like, because I've missed Sky Ferreira, I feel like she's been absent. So um I'm glad to like hear her voice on something again. It was like nice.
0: Yeah, um, and we need an album for her in 2018. Yeah, 19. well,
1: she's another one that I'm like, what is going on with you, sis? Like, she's mm-hmm. had this album in the making for like the past three years, and just like hasn't happened. Yeah. But I was glad to really. I think their voices really matched well in that song. Um, my 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 <laughs> was the other song that I picked. Mm-hmm. Troye Sivan again. I think that was just such a I was watching the music video yesterday and I was like, this was such a great song for this year. Like it was the bop we all needed.
0: We needed a good old bop.
1: (laughs) Yes, we did. (laughs) Um, Another song I really, really loved, which is like a a late contender. We didn't even talk about it on here was we appreciate power by Grimes featuring Hannah. Um, That's such a good choice. Grimes questionable but i do appreciate that she like revived new metal (laughs) and like i i was so stoked like when i first heard it i was like oh my god this is everything i've ever wanted like i'm getting evanescence
0: i'm getting like i have never so trepidatiously hit play on a song but then been so pleasantly surprised same i was was so worried but
1: i did i think the visuals got me excited and i also love hana so i was just like super excited to see what they did and I just love like the guitar sound, like it's just so cool. I think it's just such sort of badass. Like, did you see Hannah did
0: like a tutorial? Uh huh. Yes, to play I did, it. and you I got down. out my Fender, and <laughs> I was, and I was like, "Can
1: I do that siren sound?" And I could. So, ooh. <laughs>
0: um,
1: yes, and then another song I really, really, really loved um, was "I Dreamt We Spoke Again" by Death Cab for Cutie. Oh. That was one of my most played too, and it's just one of those songs like it's so hard to believe that it's from them mm-hmm. like they're, st- they could still do this where they come mm-hmm. out with a song that just like emotionally kills me mm-hmm. and it's like nothing ben gibbard it's just like nothing to him that he I, can do this
0: yeah so many years and later. it still sounds like n- a new concept for yes them. yes absolutely like uh, it's a new it's a new metaphor it's a new point of view mm-hmm. but it's still so quintessentially death cab yeah Ugh, those are really excellent choices. I think it was
1: really hard, and we both made playlists like before mm-hmm. this that are full of our favorite
0: songs. So. Oh, I, yeah, I made a top twenty songs of twenty eighteen that is fully sixty songs long. So that, that's minus how fifty. I make yeah,
1: minus fifty. I alphabetized it because I was like, "There's no way I can rank them." Mm-hmm. Um, but those are just five that I can think off the top of my head that I had on loop and just like either cried to or sang along with that I can think of,
0: so. Well, the only reason I asked you that is because I want to talk about Lizzo. Yes. (laughs) And she didn't release an album this year, and she was, like, far and away, like, my my most listened to, Mm -hmm. like, my favorite, favorite live performance. She is, and she, like, she stole the year from me. She's a star. Yes. On Twitter. Yes. Her actual, and, like, her actual music is so good. Yes. As a rapper, so proficient, like, such creative samples. So, like top song of 2018 for me was Fitness. Oh yes. Um, because there's like this toot toot beep beep Donna Summers interpolation that is just like so dumb and so clever and it's just like okay so like body positivity is something that I have like questions about when you just like forced into songs but her body positivity is like so aggressive that it's like fuck you I'm perfect and it's not like oh I'm learning to love myself. Megan, Megan Trainor. Trainer. Wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like the anti Megan Trainer because she's just like, been hot. Mm-hmm. Knew I'd been hot. Mm-hmm. Fuck you for thinking otherwise. You're mm-hmm. dumb. Mm-hmm. And, oh, she just like, I, I don't think there's been a day that I haven't listened to Fitness by Lizzo, which is insane. Yeah. For that, I love that song so much. <laughs> um, but also, one of my favorite songs this year, which is not on an album, but hopefully will be in an album in 2019, is Falling Water by Maggie Rogers. Oh, that was
1: one I was going to pick. Yes. Uh, who? That is. It's just so grand and, like, perfect uh-huh. and, ugh.
0: And I will say, like, when Alaska came out, I was just, like, coffee shop music. Yes, this is I like did, too. Starbucks. When
1: Alaska came out and mm-hmm. everyone, like, certain people were praising it. I was, like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, really? No, but this... And multiple
0: times I would, like, have, like, a earworm in my head and be, like, what the fuck song was that? And it was Alaska. Mm-hmm. And then I... She has another song that's, like, Give a Little Love that came out and I was, like, oh, this is legitimately good. And then Falling Water came out and I was, like stop the world. Mm-hmm. It's just like, and there's even like a mid tempo beat switch at the end where like everything drops out and it's just her with this really echoey piano. And it's like my favorite musical moment mm-hmm. of 2018. And it's, it's produced by Rostam. So, of you know,
1: it's probably my favorite live performance of this year when she did it on SNL. I, I oh, always, like flowing yes, dress. barefoot, but also just like the silence in the room. So you can pay attention to every part that is happening it's one that I keep. Re- we, we love a televised performance. Yes. And I want to say that was probably my favorite this year. I constantly re- revisit it. And I'm just like, God, that it was such which a moment. And you know, was- at the end, she knew like that was a moment. Like we just created a moment. That was crazy. So yeah. good.
0: And the fact that it was on SNL, which is notoriously the worst sound. Like she had mm-hmm. to calibrate. Like for such a pared down performance, like you have to really take into consideration mm-hmm. your sound, like how you're, I don't know.
1: No, totally. Good she part. nailed it.
0: Um, an album that came out this year that I had like a hard time loving just because it's so like personal. And it was some is uh Brandy Carlyle's By the Way I Forgive You. And so when that came out I I wasn't like allowing myself to go there emotionally. I was like I have people that I need to forgive and I was just like, I, I can't get there yet. Um and then I finally like maybe in, like, October, November, finally, like, broke down and listened. To, and she's been getting, like, album of the year nominations. So I was like, okay, fuck, I need to, like, get into this album. And I just, I wept the whole way through. And there's one song called Most of All. Joey wept. Joey wept. The <laughs> shortest verse in the Bible. <laughs> yeah, and it's just, like, the album is a killer.
1: Barack Obama loved it. Right? Which.
0: Uh-huh. Taste. The taste, taste jumped, jumped out. out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Um what else did I love? Oh, okay. This is embarrassing, but a song that I keep coming back to and, like, I hate myself every time I type it in is Love Lies by Khaled and Normani. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's my, like, oh, it's two in the morning and I'm driving home and, like, I don't want to listen to Boney Varen fall asleep and I don't want to listen to an audiobook. Like, let me just put Khaled and Normani on You know on what? Repeat. Wasn't that
1: on the... I think it's on the 13 Reasons Why soundtrack. I think that's why... I don't know. Anyways, I I get it. Oh, no, it's, oh.
0: no, no. It's even worse than that. It's on the Love Simon.
1: It is. Oh, okay. Oh, maybe that's what I'm confusing it. Either way, it's Either still way. good. I mean, it's like it's, corny good. It's
0: so it's so, corny. and
1: that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay.
0: And then the last song that like should be on my top ten album list, um, is Mia Folix stock image. She was the one who had that song. Stop talking about that boy that I loved and leave the party. Just, like, kind of an underrated, under-the-radar, L.A. local, like, pop indie. Sounds, very like, very early St. Vincent, early, uh, I don't know, <laughs> early Mitski, maybe. Oh, okay. But, and I played the fuck out of that song. Anyways, so those are all songs that, like, were at the top but somehow didn't make it onto the, for one reason or another. Well, it's just so
1: hard albums. to narrow down. And that was what I was telling him. I'm like, it's so hard to do this because I know, like the order will change mm-hmm. i'll listen to an album again and be like god mm-hmm. like i love this why didn't i put it on the list like it's just, it's hard
0: yeah. well yes us. i mean we were changing them up to like today right so, same yeah and and there was some that like i had to admit like no like just if you listen to this so much it deserves a place on your top 10 mm-hmm. there's one in particular that i will talk about that with
1: okay are we ready to do this yeah okay I'm
0: so excited are we going to do it like we did last time back and forth back and forth yeah okay That's okay
1: fine. All right. Here's. Do I start? Okay.
0: Whew. All right. Because I have, well. Yeah.
1: Okay. For my tenth spot, um, I picked an album by a band called Low. Mm. Their album Double Negative. Um, I wasn't really a Low fan ever until I heard this one mm-hmm. of the songs from this album that like completely just sucked the soul out of me. Um, they. Released an album that's very like ambient, almost haunting, and I think I said it on here either off the record or on the record. I can't remember, but I remember saying like, ambient music can get me very anxious. It's the one genre that I can listen to and I can immediately feel like like my heart's racing, uh-huh. and it You'll makes definitely me that yeah, and it just makes me feel uncomfortable. And that is exactly what this album mm-hmm. is. But the reason why I loved it and I kept going back to it in like a sick, obsessive way. Is because it's literally how I felt with uh this year. <laughs> like the Ooh, way this year was. Like anxious. it just felt like very anxious, very like if I could dedicate an album to what the year sounded like, it would be this album. Just Ooh, very uneasy. I completely feel and that. like makes you feel anxious. You don't know what's gonna be next. You it just felt very uncomfortable. And that's what Low was. They created a sound in every song where you're you're like wondering. How did they make this sound? And what's this weird blank space? But I'm hearing something like it's just it's very eerie and haunting, but it's still something I can't stop listening to in like a really sick, obsessive way. And I really loved it because I'm kind of sick in the way of like, if I feel like that, I want to hear what that sounds like. Most people are like, oh, I can't listen to sad songs when I'm sad or I can, I feel like it elevates how I'm feeling. It makes me feel like my feelings are valid in a way, like matching the sounds that I'm listening to, to what I'm feeling. And that was this album. Like every song just felt chaotic and, and what my mind felt like. And it just felt valid. I don't know.
0: Oh, totally. And
1: my favorite song off of it is, um, dancing in blood. And it was just, it's, haunting like just the the thumps in the background and there's like silence in the last two minutes and you're just like I don't know it's it's songs that I feel like they just change your emotion as you're listening to and it's so important and Mm -hmm. music doesn't always do that and it's important and it's kind of an album that like you just said I I listened to it in really sad circumstances and I I ideally didn't want to put this on here but it did represent this year and I can't think of another album that like could replace it that did the same thing so it's like something i don't like that happened to me or like that i had to revisit but i'm i'm gonna honor it by putting it on this list and it is what it is but it's it's I, it's so good i don't know that's
0: amazing i mean that's such an like left field already so i know like, where I know. is this list going <laughs> i
1: know um, yeah
0: yeah no i mean we've talked so much about like albums that have snuck up on us and like there are so many obvious choices that like mm-hmm. you know we feel differently about yeah. a week later, a month later, two months later. Oh my God,
1: I feel like that's the theme of like half of these. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so I cheated. I, oh, yeah. I apologize. Um, I'm I. Bad. <laughs> so much of my favorite music this year was on EPs. Yeah. And I, you, I have never put an EP on my top 10 list ever. I just like, I'm a stickler. I'm a purist. LPs are LPs, EPs are EPs. But I've never liked more than like five EPs a year, so I've never needed to do a list. Mm-hmm. But this year, like, hands down, some of my favorite music was represented on EPs. So I did a little three-way tie for 10th place. My top three EPs are, of course, Boy Genius. Oh, I'm so mad. Um, <laughs> and then Empress Of, which yes. I had totally slapped me in the face as like so good Mm -hmm. and then I have a little bit of a confession I have a little bit of a lesson that I learned in 2018 because as you know and as our listeners know I love recommending music and I love like there's just like this sense of power of like I know you I know your taste I know you're gonna love this and I am so self-righteous when people don't take my advice or when they come to me three months later and they've, they're they like, oh, you know what? That actually was really good. Same. So vindicating. <laughs> yeah. And I just like, that's a little point of pride with me, a little point of contention is that I'm always like, I, I've been new. I'm, I'm, I'm dumb in a lot of ways, but like I'm ahead of the curve when it comes to music. So there is someone who has been like, you know who's really fucking good is Jesse Reyes. And I was like, heard it, not for me. And then like she had... I think she released 4 of the 7 songs of her EP as singles. And with each one this guy was like, bro, like this is exactly your sound. And even was like, I have tickets to the concert. Like do you want to go? And I was just like, no. A free concert can't even sway me. Like <laughs> listen and I listened to them multiple times. And the only <laughs> the only one that I could tolerate was this song called Body Count.
1: I remember, yeah.
0: And I was like, okay, actually this is kind of a vibe. So then he like the EP drops, I I think I even gave, like, a middling review on (laughs) HotThoughts.com. But um, I think, like, when he went to that show and posted a video of it, I was like, what is, like, actually, that kind of is catchy. That's good. And it was a song called Apple Juice. And then I went back and I listened to the intro song, which is called Dear Yesy. And there's just, like, there's four different moments where you think it's going to, like, drop a beat, where there's, like, this point of tension and you think it's gonna be like, oh, but it doesn't, and it like pulls back, and it's just like, oh, this is so good. Oh, this, is... and I just like was addicted from that point on, and I listened to that EP. It's called um, Being People, uh, Being a Person in Public, and I like, I love it, and I love, and I'm so upset that I didn't get to see her alive. And like, there's Apple Juice is incredible. Dear Yessie is incredible, um, and then she has this song called "Fuck Being Friends," which became an anthem for me like it's just my favorite song and yeah so i had to like it was a really hard pill to swallow to be like you know what you knew and i didn't and like this thing that i know the most and the thing that i take the most pride in like you bested me at and Uh, and it was just like yeah and and i was like reluctant i was like i know i need to put this on my list but because i listened to the shit out of it especially in q4 and it was just like, so, like, oh, he won, bitch, <laughs> he won. <laughs> um, which is, but it also has helped me with like when I recommend something to someone and they don't immediately grab on. It's like, okay, like I've been there, mm-hmm. I can relate now. So I, it has softened me in a good way. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, oh Jesus, I talked about that for too long, but yeah. So my <laughs> my bottom, my number ten spot, the top three EPs. So confusingly worded. I apologize. Boy Genius, Jesse Reyes, and Empress Of. I'm
1: so mad because I Cause loved you. those last two, Empress Of and Boy Genius, so much. But I was like,
0: eh. Yeah.
1: That um, was awesome. I'm jealous I didn't think of it. <laughs> All right. My number nine spot goes to Kurt Vile um, and his album, Bottle It In. Um, I, I've i never really been a hardcore Kurt Vile stan until maybe his album with Courtney Burnett. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, I really like him. Like, I just like his style. There's something about the way he sings that, like, I really, really like. And I couldn't really nail it. I was like, is it his guitar playing? Like, it's kind of, I don't want to say basic, but it's not, like, intricate or life-changing. And I was like, what is it? What is it? And then um, after his album came out, like, during his album promo for Bottle It In, some, I forget what, publication I want to say it was like something like Brooklyn vegan or like something of that like <laughs> oh you know like a low throwback. caliber like you know something
0: <laughs> gorilla versus bear <laughs> right like it's
1: not it wasn't like a big publication I think I don't know I could be wrong watch it It'd be like spin or something <laughs> um, I, I remember this article that he shared and he was like super super proud of was that they called him or they said that he's basically carrying Tom Petty's torch. And I was like, uh, that's, that's it. it. That's why I love him so much. That's why I love his music is that it's not crazy. It's not intricate. I know what I'm going to get every time. And that's a, a, a complaint a lot of people have about him is that they feel like it's always the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't see that. And I know that was a complaint with Tom Petty is that everyone's like, oh, it's the same thing. It's not exactly, you know, um...
0: It's consistency.
1: It's, yeah, and it, it's not like something, when you hear it, you're like, oh my god, that solo, or oh my god, those lyrics. Like, no uh-huh. one's saying that when you listen to Tom Petty. It's just good, relatable rock and roll. Yeah. And that's exactly what I feel when I hear Kurt Vile. And we loved Bass Ackwards, his single yes. that's like 10 minutes long. But only he could do something like that. Mm-hmm. And that's so, like, you know, his lyrics are so, like they're funny but they also like are nonsensical and it's exactly Mm -hmm. tom petty like he has those traits of him that i like and if none of this is making sense it's because i love tom petty in case we didn't know that (laughs) like he's one of my or was one of my favorites and um so i was like super stoked to, to see that and like understand why i love it so much and loading zones the song off bottle it in is so that and it's just so good he's got like this this uh, like almost swagger. I hate that word, but like about him and the way he sings and just like, he knows he's this like weird guy with like a twang in his voice and like his lyrics are weird, but he owns it and he's confident and it's hot to me, honestly. And um, I really, really loved it. And I, it's again, that argument of like, where's the guitar and music? Mm -hmm. It's right here. And it's, it's, it's good. And if you want that, if you're craving good old rock and roll, look at look into it bottle it in
0: yeah 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 yeah. i completely co-sign everything mm-hmm. but especially your last point about like that you know like it is a uh thinning lane right like there are not as many oh guitar yeah boys like and but like of the like you know of the big ones like him and mac and oh, yeah. father john missy his is like he's not trying to do anything crazy no. he's not trying to break any ground no he just like wants to put out good guitar music yeah and, like good on him for that
1: yeah and like a, a little background of quickly it's like he used to be in the war on drugs and it's another band that like has that same sound of just like it makes you want to pick up a guitar and jam it, out and like that's missing in my and like in my baby boomer opinion like on the radio and but you know what fuck the radio go look for in your uh for yourself and get into it it's just it's it brings a smile to my face. It's like a warm hug. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Ugh. <laughs> I, the one thing I love, or I mean, one of many things that I love about our top 10 list is that I'm always like, I go back and I listen to all of your albums again mm-hmm. because I love hearing you talk about music. Oh, and shut, I love, uh,
1: Thank you. The, thank literally you. same to you.
0: <laughs> what was the one last year that, um,
1: was it white reaper?
0: Not white reaper. I did. I remember going back and listening to white reaper, but the, um, Shit, no, I can't think of it. I feel so embarrassed. Never mind. (laughs) Um, Okay. Tell me later. Yeah. Um, Okay, so my number nine is Janelle Monae's Dirty Computer. Now, there are a couple obvious choices on this list. And I feel like Janelle is one that's like, oh, of course, Joseph is going to put Janelle on his list. And let me tell you, girls, I struggled. I struggled with this album. Uh, Never have I loved a lead single as much as I loved Makes Me Feel. Hmm. I... I felt my entire oats with that song. Like I played it out in February, whenever it was. Dinner parties, car drives, at work. I watched the music video on repeat. Like I was I was like, this is solidified. Janelle stand for life. And then the album came out and I was like, okay, this is good. This is a fine album. Um the visual is not great, but um there's a lot of solid songs. And the songs in between are not filler because, like, there's such a strong structure to the album. I appreciated how lean it was. And even the songs that weren't my favorite, I appreciated because they fit really well. And, of course, she is a master at incorporating so many different styles. Like, there's a straight-up rap in the middle of one of them and there's like a lot of funk in this one and some very princy rock moments. Um but
1: Glam rock, I mean But
0: like we so talked much. about like I listened to it, I appreciated it and then I kind of moved on and I would always be like, "Oh yeah, that was a good album." And then as we geared up for lists, I was like, "Am I even going to put it on?" and I I've been driving a lot recently. I usually don't drive because I have a very short commute, but I've been driving to LA more and driving back home to Downey more. And I just I put it on a couple times, and I was like, "This album is like it just one sounds good. It opens with this glorious Brian Wilson Beach Boys harmony, and it's just like uh, it's like relaxing. It like I am." It's like watching your favorite movie, kind of. It's a ride, but you and you don't like pick a couple songs that you like and listen to them. It's like a full forty minute little moment, a little treat, and it's you know it's not the best album of the year, no. But it's it's really good, you know. And I appreciate I, it, it, and yeah,
1: I had the same exact. It's I'm gonna spoiler it. She's it's not on mine. Yeah, and I struggled with that too because I love Janelle Monae so much. Yeah, but I realized like my list. I always like to think of it personally. Like, that's always been my thing is like, how did I relate to this personally? How am I in these songs? And it upset mm-hmm. me when I tried to put in, it just like didn't match. Like when I would look, I'm like, that's not right. Like I loved this album, but I couldn't, Yeah, it didn't personally connect to me and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I do agree with you. Like the sound is amazing. It's like a production mm-hmm. when you listen to it. Yes. It's like you feel honored just to listen to mm-hmm. it. And it sounds like l- rich and just lush, and it's just so good. My, I one of the songs I was gonna pick for my five, and I just didn't because I felt like you were gonna pick her. So I was like, uh-huh. I'll just tag on that. Exactly, is screwed. I loved that's, that. That was one yes, of my favorite absolutely. songs this year. The Zoe Kravitz um, features great,
0: and that's. I was biting my tongue. Sorry, I didn't mean to.
1: No, interrupt. no, I didn't have anything <laughs> else to say honestly.
0: <laughs> um, when you said my, my, when you were like, oh my 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 is like the bop. I was I was like screwed is mm-hmm. also like one of those songs i was just like we needed this and pink like mm-hmm. pink goes off it is like in the club in the bar in the car in the, co- <laughs> the air pod it goes off <laughs>
1: yeah it's it's she had really yeah and i think that was what it, like frustrated me i was like these songs are so good mm-hmm. but there are other albums for me that like had more personal connections so i was like Fuck.
0: yeah and that's <laughs> like, the thing, i really didn't yeah. like have a a relatable moment in that. Mm-hmm. I mean, because like, I'm not a black woman. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, well, and, well, see, even that's tricky because like lemonade, I'm, you know, yeah. not a black woman, not been cheated on, not in the South, but like, I still like had, the, I was like, oh, oh this yeah. is like relatable and good. Uh, yeah.
1: I think our, because when we talked about this album, we were conflicted because like, we didn't under like Django Jane. We were just like, yeah, what? Is this? <laughs> right. And like, I think there's certain moments in this album still where I'm just like, mm-hmm. Like I just kind of make a face, like mm-hmm. where are we going? Exactly, like you know, yeah. like but but I'm still here. I don't know. I I, I love Jonah, Janelle Monae as an artist so much that so I completely trust me. If I didn't have such a connection to uh-huh. like double negative, like tr- like her album oh. would have been right there. Well,
0: I, I mean, as long as we're confessing things, yeah. Uh, Blood Orange didn't make my president. mine either, and I like I love Dev Hynes. Yes, like honestly, my favorite songwriter producer Same. out there today, and I just like didn't. Have it for this. Like there are so many excellent songs, and it's a gorgeous listen. And the Janet Mock bits are brilliant. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it just like it didn't do it for me the way these other eight it, albums. I a hundred percent. Okay, well, you go ahead and then. Okay,
1: I'll... Um, this one is. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know if it's, like, a surprise or, like, off-brand a little bit. But number eight is Cardi B's Invasion Ooh. of Privacy.
0: I was actually wondering. Yeah. Because I was going to use a Cardi B song for one of my five. I was going to do um, I do. Oh, yes. Because mm-hmm. I love that song. And I love that album.
1: Oh, it's so good. And uh, I don't know... Why I love it so much? I'm like, maybe I should look at the release date. um, but while I do that, it's just one of those albums that are' it's just so much I fun. Think it so came like,
0: out right at the top of summer, which is why, or was it earlier than that? I
1: feel like it was earlier than that, hold on because it, it's it was eight, okay. yes, it's, yeah, exactly. It came out the first week of April. And a lot of the one of the most like one of the biggest themes of all these albums is it what I listened to when I lost my job this year. So like I had a really bad year. Um, I lost my job earlier this year and it just like shook me cause you know, you sold this like dream mm-hmm. that I worked so hard for and then like to have it taken away is like really hard to deal with. Yeah. So I remember like really what came out during that time because that's what I kind of like escaped into. And so one of those things was invasion of privacy and kind of like what we said in the Astro World episode, like hip hop is really hard for me to understand lately. <laughs> like what's big in hip hop, I should say. A lot of it, I don't understand. Like, I, or I just can't get into, I should say. And I used to be, like, as, as much as a white girl could be. Like, I yeah. used to know what was going on in hip-hop. Yeah. I used to follow it. I used to, like, go to shows. And I would, I would, was really into it. Yeah. And then there was just this moment in time where I felt such a disconnect. And I was like, you know what? That's okay. Like, it's not for me. I understand. Um, that's fine. But in the back of my mind, I was like, fuck. Like, I wish I could get into it. Like, I had mm-hmm. so much fun with it. I think it's interesting. And then I heard cardi b and i was like fuck yes this is exactly what i needed i needed from a like an artist in general but like it's i love that she's a woman she's so powerful in like what she does like she like owns it you know she could captivate a room why are you laughing (laughs)
0: because i just remember that nikki minaj put out an album (laughs) (laughs) like i just remembered yeah i had like that was not even a consideration. And when you were like a powerful rapper, I was like, wait, Nicki Minaj, wait, Nicki Minaj.
1: Exactly. Oh. Exactly.
0: To uh, freedom. To freedom. <laughs> God, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to interrupt, but like I was shut. I'm glad you did.
1: Someone had to say it. <laughs> RIP. I know. We lost quite a few this year. <laughs> um so yeah, like I just did here and I was like this is what I needed. Like I want to feel Powerful. I want to feel empowered. I like, I just, I don't know. Like in that really troubling time for me, uh-huh. I loved listening to fucking Head and like moneybag Like I was like driving to work, like y'all, you all laid me off. Like, and I know I have a few uh-huh. more months to go in the school year, but
0: I'm fucking uh-huh. like, like
1: I really, it, it was really like, the confidence booster that i needed and it meant so much to me I love that. I <laughs> like, love she has no stories. idea like how much that album meant to me like mm-hmm. front to back i couldn't even remember the last time i listened to a hip-hop album front to back like that on repeat like I, I just couldn't and i was so happy and i was like i found like something for me like it was just so so good so that's my I number that. eight no i
0: truly love that Thanks. and actually a weird connection Along the same fucking lines of like hip hop is a weird space for me, Mm -hmm. but an album that I was not on my top. Um, actually, so this space was previously occupied by Mia Folick, who did the stock image and a lovely little album. But I was like, you know, I I have to be really honest with myself. I went back to the Black Panther, not the soundtrack, but the like album curated by Kendrick Lamar. Mm -hmm. I went back to that. Very frequently, yeah. I love. I mean, so the the big song is "All the Stars," which is um, Kendrick and SZA, and I love that song. I play it constantly, and but the, I would also stick around for like uh, "Redemption," and then there's that other banger, "King Is Dead," oh, which I goes off. I love
1: that song.
0: And then there's like, like even um, "Pray for Me" by mm-hmm. The Weekend, Like, who, who knew that I would like really? And and there's like, so yes. So I went back to that album a lot. And I would just, like, hit play, wait for the, you know, the four songs that I loved. But then, like, the songs in between are also phenomenal. And they're, mm-hmm. like, that space where it's, like, I can't say that this is good hip-hop, or I don't have, like, I can't make, like, lyrical assumptions about a lot of this. But, like, I cannot deny that I like listening to this. And it makes me feel and exactly how you said like it makes me feel powerful and I I always want to feel the way I feel when I listen to King is Dead or when I listen to All the Stars Mm -hmm. because like it makes me want to drive fast it makes me want to run harder it makes me want to lift more it makes me want to work harder at work like Mm -hmm. I like who I am when I listen to that and I just it feels so dumb for like you know (laughs) for that album to be sharing space with these no, female singer songwriters that I like relate to you know these Julian Bakers mm-hmm. that I'm like oh like my heart song yeah. is r- right next to fucking King is Dead <laughs> by J-Rock yeah but I can't like I just I can't deny it I no, loved yeah. it and I listened to it and it, I love the way it made me feel and I, I can't be I can't speak intelligently about it and I can't speak as someone who is a hip-hop head I just can only say like I really like listening to it. Yeah. hundred percent. Fucking goes. <laughs> fucking
1: goes. How funny. That was yeah. like a perfect connection. All right. Number seven. Yeah. Around seven. All right. Um, this one is Honey by Robin. Um, I missed her so much. Uh-huh. And it was just like the what I needed at that time. Just like I we already like explained this to death, but like just the way she right song like just the, the lyrics are all just like I you know like you need me mm-hmm. why what are we waiting for kind of thing and like I love I love that theme and music and um production it was great like I I don't know what else I can say that like I haven't already said but there's just so many moments in here that I, I love and front to back it's great it's it just makes me want to like be with my friends and party and flirt <laughs> so mm-hmm. I don't know I I, I just loved it I'm so, I'm so sad that I can't say anymore. Oh, don't but worry. like, I, it was just so good. Like, I don't know what else I could say that, again, I haven't already said. Yeah. We, we went we to did. town on the last
0: episode. Uh-huh. And I mean, spoiler alert, I would have been taking, if we were playing the drinking game, I would have taken a shot for that one. Oh, oh yeah, I figured. For the, for the heads. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, I was wondering
1: what we were going to do if we had the same, like, uh-huh. what could a shot of my coffee? Like, I don't know. Ooh, a sh- maybe. I don't know.
0: Could use a little boost. <laughs> Anyways. um, Yeah. So we'll. We will get to chat a little bit more about that in a few turns. Yes, um, but the album that's my number seven choice is. I think this is going to be the one that shocks you the most. It's "Bark Your Head Off Dog" by Hop Along.
1: Oh, okay.
0: I I love that. Loved it, uh-huh. and I mean, I loved their their 2015 album "Painted F- Painted Fence." Maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really bad with album titles. Me too.
1: Me freaking too. Um,
0: but they released a song called "Not Able," and it's just like a really well written. Pop punk song. And something that I have rediscovered and love about myself in 2018 is that like, I'm a pop punk boy. (laughs) Um, There was a, I mean, we both talked about this. Oh, actually, I don't think we ever talked about it on Hot Thoughts, but that Avril piece.
1: Oh, no, we haven't.
0: So Pitchfork, our beloved Bible, (laughs) (laughs) um, posted like a long form think piece about Avril's debut and just the way that like pop punk shifted. Um, the the landscape of radio rock in the early twenties, early
1: 20-
0: 2000s. 2000s Jesus, Christ. <laughs> excuse me, <laughs> um, and like I am definitely um susceptible to nostalgia. Like I lo- I love to throw on a good Charlotte track, <laughs> a for the lols, but also like those are fun fucking songs. Like and I'll, they're good. I also bop to the anthem. Yeah, so, like yes, it was fun when I was thirteen, but like. I am allowing myself, I'm giving myself the freedom to be like, it's still fun in 2008. As a 28-year-old who is screaming with laughter at the cheesiness, like, I love that. I love Jimmy World. I love those, you know, like, Weezer. Oh.
1: <laughs> That's a whole other episode we'll get to. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ.
0: But, and this just like, this is 2018's pop punk to me. Mm-hmm. And it's just like sharp and it's catch. So I think the catchiest song of 2018... Not my favorite song, not the best song. The catchiest song is Hop Along. Or not, How Simple. Jesus Christ. How simple. And there's just this, like, lyric that says, um, uh, It frightens me how simple my heart can be. Um, and she says, Maybe you and I will find out, but not together. Um, and it's just like, nah. And it's just like a really, like, Four on the Floor snare beat. And it's just like, I f- had that in my head constantly. It was like, how Twitter feels about Baby Shark is how I feel about how simple I hop along. Oh my god. Like, just <laughs> constantly in my head. And, and the rest of the album is just as strong. There, uh, there's a song called Somewhere a Judge. And then the big song is Prior Things, which is the Closer song. And it's just like, glorious. And they're... A little. It's not just like guitars and drums anymore. Like there's some strings and there's like some really interesting uh, tempos, like some six eight situations that are really interesting for. You know, you would expect like the All American Rejects, like four four time G A D chords, and like <laughs> um, it's just like well done yeah. and it's sharp and it's female fronted, which I love. You know, I love a an angry woman. So That's why he works with me, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, and it's just like it was solid. It was really it's a really well-made album and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm.
1: That's great. Um, all right, so my number are we on six? Yeah. I'm losing count. Um my number six album is Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino by arctic Monkeys. Um, this one shocked me Because I didn't like it at first uh-huh. um, I can't remember Did we ever talk about it on here? I don't, you, We mentioned did it we? Yeah, and I think because it didn't hit me And I realized I wasn't being fair And then I like rediscovered it And then I fell in love with it So mm-hmm. Arctic Monkeys, their last album was huge I don't think anybody could have predicted That they would have been like the number one band yeah. At that time when they released AM and like they've always been big in England where they're from. Mm-hmm. Like they're like the Beatles over there. They're huge.
0: And one, even like they kind of had a moment like early 2000 like that when that when like dance oh, their, pop, their debut like, came out. Yes. Like their
1: debut was one of the best and it's still considered one of the best debuts in music ever. And I agree. Like that album was insane for That's like the, I hope you look on the dance floor album. Yes. Right? Um, you're, yeah. And so it, it's, it's just insane like to think about their career, like just where mm-hmm. they've been and 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 that's kind of where I'm going. So like they've had such eras and it's so rare for a rock band like that to have specific eras. And he, Alex Turner really plays into a look and like mm-hmm. aesthetic and you can literally look at a picture of him and you know exactly what album he was promoting. Yeah. And like, that's really rare for a rock band to do. And I appreciate that. It's not just a pop star thing. Like, well, sorry. go, no, go for I feel it. Like I keep no, no, over no, no,
0: no, no. Um, and he does it without making a big deal out of it. Yeah. It's very unlike the 1975 where they're like, this is the new era. Hello. thing <laughs> I was literally
1: going to bring that up, like change the filter. Oh and now every photo on her Instagram is going to look like this. This is a new era. Like that's yeah. so the 1975. You're absolutely, I'm so glad because I was going to mention it. And I was like, eh. um, <laughs> I was like, is he going to get that? I don't know. But yes, you're absolutely right. Whereas Alex Turner does it in such a way where you can see his influences mm-hmm. in the way he dresses, the way he sings. Yeah. And it's why so many people who loved AM and like got back into the Arctic Monkeys during that time. Cause AM was their fourth album. So like they were already uh-huh. in.
0: They're established.
1: Yeah. And so then when this one came out, it was immediately switched to like seventies, Nick cave, Leonard Cohen kind of vibe. And that can turn off quite a bit of people. If you're yeah. not familiar with that kind of music where it's like very monotone and speaking, singing and just like very, uh, lounge vibes, yeah. you know? And also the song content is very futuristic, whereas l- the last album I feel like is very so rock and roll and traditional that like mm. this can easily just like turn off a lot of people. It did for me initially. I was like, I love Nick Cave. I love the singing, talking, but like, what the hell are you doing now? I had never
0: made that Bad Seeds connection, but that is so true. Yeah. Like, that's the vibe. Mm-hmm. It's Ugh.
1: truly the vibe. And then I sat down with it and I was like, oh holy shit like this is so good like this is so me that I can't believe I didn't like it at first I think uh-huh. I was just more like and also the I can't remember and I wanted to look into this before we did this but of course I didn't um was it a surprise drop I feel like it was a, a, an, the album was not promoted I think no, it was I just agree. like here like yeah. and I think that's why I was just like so off put by like whoa you just did AM but also AM was so long. it was like a few years ago Was it? yeah it, it came odd. out like in 2020 12, I think it was thirteen. Really, I saw them around then. Um, for what? that I think album, like
0: twenty fifteen,
1: it was like twenty thirteen. Interesting. So, like, no, that five makes sense, years passed. I loved it, and then I kind of forgot about yeah, it. Yeah, no, honestly. yeah. Um, five years had passed, so I'm like, why am I so surprised that they like moved on from that? Like, uh-huh. there's no more Pompadour. Like, he's rocking. Like, you know, like I don't know what I was thinking, but I loved it. Star treatment is so good. Four out of five is my favorite song on here. Um, it's just so good and if you're an arctic monkeys fan but like you didn't get into this which i know quite a few mm-hmm. give it another shot and like look at it that way that it's just a different era and you know every, mm-hmm. the next album's not going to sound like this and that's really cool that they're able to do that not a lot of bands can yeah. and still be this you know and, and held in such a high regard in music so i i love it give it a shot if you haven't so
0: i i definitely will <laughs> okay so he, he We've reached the point where I get to give my favorite lecture, which is that your favorite music is not always the best music, <laughs> which I have, I feel like I bring up every single time there's a list involved, but it bears repeating that, like, that's okay. You can connect to something that is, like, way off, you know, not critically adored, not a critic darling. Mm-hmm. And for me, that album was Jake Shear's debut album as a solo artist, not as um Zulu- Scissor Sisters. Scissor, scissors, yeah. And... I have another lecture, which is that live performances can fucking sell an album. Um, I actually uh-huh. so I had two really good experiences. The fr- It came out, actually, oh my God, it came out the same day as fucking Queen. <laughs> and I remember, okay, so oh, I was. Nicki Minaj, I was like, yeah. Th- th- so picture this <laughs> uh-huh. I am on a little solo vacay in San Francisco. I have. Um, whatever that outside lands looming in the distance, but that's not till like three in the afternoon and it's 10 in the morning and it's a glorious day. And I don't have anywhere to be. I don't have anywhere to go. Anybody to see. I just have like me and this gorgeous afternoon and a couple new albums to listen to. So I'm just like walking to, and San Francisco is my favorite fucking city. I could walk. And I ended up actually walking the entire length of that city. But I just like, first I put on queen and I was like, (laughs) It's a no for me, dog, 78 <laughs> minutes later. And I was like, well, I am still, like, I'm having such a good day that, like, I just want to keep this vibe rolling. And um saw that Jake Shears' solo album came out, and he had released a single or two, and I was like, okay, this is fun. It's just very Scissor Sisters-y. And I put that on and, like, loved it. So I'm just, like, walking around this city, like, that Jake Shears lived in. And not, he's not really singing about San Francisco. He's singing about, like, New Orleans. But I'm just like, oh, like so queer and just like upbeat and fun and it's sunny and I'm in my favorite city and I'm on vacation and I'm about to go to this festival feeling great I was like not even on drugs and I was just like li- li- laying in Mission Dolores Park like this is my ideal life and then of course as we do I like didn't listen to the album again I just had like a really special <laughs> I moment I had a special moment with it and I was like lovely and, but and then Finn. Finn, well, and then like I went, I had the festival, and it was like Janelle, Lizzo, Janet Jackson, Florence, like all these heavy hitters. And I was like, oh shit, let me revisit that music. Um, and so I, it got lost in the crowd, I will admit. And then I was lucky enough to see him in November, and he fucking slayed my <laughs> life. I was literally just talking about it before we hit record. Um, but it, like so much fun, and just so like genuine, and he. Like climbing through the rafters, wore a wedding dress and like walked through the crowd. Did a cover of like an Annie song. Like he's just like a showman through and through. And like so many of those, so many of the songs are like dumb nothing. Like he sings a song about big bushy mustaches. He has a song about like the feeling of like just can't, not being able to wait to take your clothes off, which is like a mood capital M. <laughs> but he also has songs that are like about drinking cheap wine with your friends and, like, loving a town even though it's a garbage town. Los Angeles, hello. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I was just like, ugh, oh, like... And I would, like, pull it up. All the like, you know, I guess in the past, like, month I pulled it up because I just... I want to... It's it's a very escape album. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And it's not, like, great. It definitely doesn't have the punch of the Scissor Sisters and the songwriting is not as clever as he can be. Mm-hmm. But it's just like familiar and it's fun. And it's like, I had a really great time at that concert. I had a really great time in the park that day. And like those reasons enough are, are why it's a good album to me. So I can't talk about like production on this album. And I don't want to talk about like the choice of guitar tones that he employs. I just like, bitch, it's fun. Mm -hmm. I had a good ass time listening to it and I will continue (laughs) to have a good ass time. Thank you next. I love
1: that. I love that. You know what's a fun fact about Jake Shears is that he's, like, best friends with Kelly Ripa. Ooh, ooh, ooh,
0: <laughs> Kelly I didn't know that. a <laughs> fun fact. And
1: Kelly Ripa, like, will nonstop talk about him on her Instagram, and Mark Consuelos is also a huge fan, and I'm like,
0: wow. Okay, I love that. <laughs>
1: right. I lo- they're, like, uh, they all go out on vacation together. Isn't that cute?
0: I do. I... Okay, so I, like, am a little bit obsessed with Jake Shears. I wasn't, I mean, like, I could get into it. He, like, wrote a musical that was bad that I loved based on Tales of the City, which is a book that is bad but I loved. And, like, he wrote a song for this play called Bent. Like, he wrote one song for it, and I went to go see the play Just to Hear His One Song, and then he was there, and I was like, oh, my God, I love you, and I loved your Tales of the City musical. And he was like, LOL, no one saw that. And I was like, I did. My favorite song is called Paper Faces. And he was like, you are maybe a little bit creepy. And I was like, you have no idea. <laughs> and I then met him. And then I post, I, oh, I've met him. And oh, then because he's a friend of my celebrity stalker. Oh, right. Eduardo Drezaste. Oh. <laughs> and he's used that many times to slide into the DMs. Oh, okay. Whenever I post like a Jake Shear song, he's like, oh my God, that's my friend. And I'm like, bitch, I know. Oh, wow. Okay, yes. This Sorry, all that makes was like a whole me. deep dive. <laughs> that matters to no one. <laughs> um, it's just another excuse for me to bring up that. <laughs> I know, Jake. <laughs> okay, moving on.
1: I loved that. <laughs> Okay. Um number four. Nope, five. <laughs> Jesus. We're, but um, real. We are. Not
0: drinking alcohol I- does wonders for the <laughs> for the length of an episode. Yeah.
1: Um, so number five is Beach House uh. Seven. And this was another album that came out literally the week I got laid off. So I always think of this album as like that moment. And when I think of Beach House, I think of spring.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's it's weird because I think a couple of their albums have come out in the springtime, so like depression I depression cherry definitely did because I think of that as a spring Bloom, album as well. and this one. So like I I think that just the past few album cycles, I'm like ah, oh, it's
0: springtime,
1: spring and it's so fitting because they're an, a, a band that really can create a soundscape and a, and a vision when you listen to them. And we talked about this when we reviewed it, but like the first single, Lemon Glow, like I literally visualized mm-hmm. the checkered board print before I even saw their cover. I was like, they're just so good at creating what the music looks like yes. through what you're listening to. It's like insane.
0: Well, yeah, I, we talked about it at length. Like lemon glow is the perfect title for that mm-hmm. song because that's exactly what it sounds like and mm-hmm. feels like. And that's what you visualize. Yeah. You nailed it. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No,
1: we both did <laughs> when we did it the last time. Um, So it's just, it was just such a moment for me when that came out because again, it was an escape mm-hmm. and I just listened to it so much as like, um, comfort. Like I just, I love Victoria Legrand. So I was like, just sing to me, please. While I like suffer through this really dark time. And I still have like a 70 page paper to do. Like, I remember mm-hmm. this just being like so sad with life, but like wanting to escape. And I remember listening to uh, "Lose Your smile and just being like, Like just drive. I just have like memories of like putting that on repeat and just like driving and just feeling like I'm driving in clouds (laughs) and like Mm -hmm. you know like just completely escaping of what was actually going on with me. And I don't know like that's why I just love Beach House so much is that I can listen to them and they just take me somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like I said the theme of this is a lot of escaping. And to me, there was no uh, album that did it better than this one. Really, don't have much to say other than that. But like it was, it was so good.
0: I love that you have like such emotional connections to like critically acclaimed albums. You're like, oh, this is like a very special album to me. Also, it was the best album of the year. Like (laughs) I have very special attachments to like very dumb albums. (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know
1: why, but like, I don't know. I like, I love, like, it's funny. Like Spotify told me that pop music is my favorite genre, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, what? Like I, I, it is, but then they also don't account that I'm like crying to like some, you know, Mm -hmm. Really important band, like on repeat too. Why don't you notice that? No, Spotify (laughs) thinks I'm dancing. (laughs) Fill in the blank.
0: All right, number. Actually, actually, yes. I'm so glad you brought that up because my number one genre was pop as well, Mm -hmm. and so my number five album is Robin Honey. Okay. So here's where we get to talk about it. Okay. Because I 2018, I needed pop music. Yeah, absolutely. I, I. love difficult music quote unquote difficult music. I love parsing the Brian Enos of the world and like <laughs> fucking even just like getting into a low album or a Beach House album. And that is one of the joys of my life is parsing all of that. But like I sometimes I just need to fucking dance. dance, Get it out. No,
1: exactly. I 100% agree. That's why she's on here. <laughs>
0: and like, like unfortunately Ariana's Sweetener is not on my list.
1: Neither in my is mine. And you know what?
0: But I put it on. Frequent, not infrequently, yeah, and like had a good had a good ass time to it more times than once, and like also I don't put on Beach House when I'm like hanging out with my friends. We have had this this, like Mm -hmm. so much of very important music is like just for Joseph and like Joseph in his room with his headphones on, stoned and listening to his favorite music, absolutely. But like when I'm out at the party. No one wants, you know, no one wants to listen to fucking Boy Genius. Right. <laughs> Julian Baker. <laughs> so even like Jessie Reyes and Empress of like they're pop, but they're like pop plus. Yeah. They're like oh, okay. pop sharp. Um, <laughs> and so like that. So that's why I felt the need to put both of them, Jessie Reyes and Empress of, because they are the link to me. They're like the pop music that is also like critically acclaimed, blah, blah, blah. Um, But like, I, you know, I love pop music. Same. I don't care. Right, same. And so like, I've been a Robin Stan. We've been new. It is well documented on all forms of social media. I have been long awaiting the song Honey and also the album. And it was another kind of Janelle moment where I highly amped. Both Honey and Missing You were the two lead singles. And I was like, this is going to be my everything. And then it came out and like, this is one where I let a lot of middling reviews sway me, people were confused by it, especially with like the longer songs, like Because It's in the Music and Beach 2020, which admittedly is not my favorite song. I love that song. Beach 2020? <laughs> we like, had this conversation, oh, me
1: and right, your roommate right. love this song. That's right. <laughs> he was a 40-year-old house-loving
0: <laughs> roommate. Get down to Beach 2020. Yes, we do. Um, yeah, and but like, it is undeniably a, a per, like a perfect pop album mm. it is like so the the word that I always think of is gooey and like because emotions are sticky which I'm I'm rolling at the cheesiness of that statement but like <laughs> she gets that and she's like no it like love and heartbreak are the same in that they feel like thick and wet and oppressive and like you complete like you get tangled up in it and I, I think about like the poo honey where it's like a spider web almost and then i think about like actual like a vat of honey, like real honey and like it's like heavy and weighty and like who thinks of that in terms of like emotions like robin being coated in honey as like not a sex thing or not like a even like a food thing is just like oh that's exactly what feeling in love feels like and that's exactly what being left feels like and i for some reason that is like mind-blowing to me Mm -hmm. I think because like I have had both of those emotions in the span of Honey yeah (laughs) where I'm just like oh I get that oh I get that too like this it works perfectly as a metaphor and and it weaves sonically and lyrically metaphorically Um, it's just It's so strong. And like those songs are so goddamn catchy and so good. And so quintessentially Robin. A lot of people were like, oh, this is such a sharp turn for Robin. It's really not. Like she has had this sound throughout the albums. She's just like less. She turned down some of like the poppier aspects or like the clubbier aspects. But
1: she lost her producer. So like that also has a lot to do with where like Mm -hmm. people wanted, again, like another call your girlfriend. Yeah. Or, you know, and it's just like. Okay, no, like, let her dive deeper. I don't know. Like, I love that song, don't get me wrong, but I think this one was more...
0: I human. More, more person- human, yeah. yeah. And so, and so, like, there's a song called Human Being, and, like, that's what kicks... So you have Missing You, which is, like, to me, the link between the Body Talk era and the sorry I'm I'm such no
1: a, this is good I love her I understand what you're saying yeah so so
0: the opening track Missing You is like the connection between Body Talk and Honey and then the second song is Human Being where she's like okay like we're not androids anymore yeah. and Janelle tried to do the same thing with Dirty Computer but she didn't she was like this is not part of the ARC Android series but bitch your album is called Dirty Computer yeah sorry, I, I just said bitch no I'm it's
1: honest. okay oh my god Anyway, <laughs> we're fine um, <laughs> Term of Endearment yeah Exactly. <laughs> Anyways, so,
0: but, and, like, Robin did it. She, the humanity of that album is present and, like, evident, present and evident. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, like, it just, people kept being, like, oh, like, you're a Robin apologist. Like, this album isn't good, and you're just, like, lost in, you know, like, you're, stan- you're a stan, and you can't and think about it. And what about it? Yeah, and I'm just, like, no, like, it's undeniably good. Like, you can't listen to uh, Between the Lines and not shake your little bit. Oh
1: my God, I love that song. Yeah. That's and my favorite. It,
0: and like, if you want the hits, the hits are there. Put on Ever Again. Put on Human Being. Put on Missing You. Ever that Again
1: is the perfect closer, closer. I think of this year.
0: Amen. And I mean, like, I... The, the line is like, never going to be brokenhearted ever again. And like, that's something that like, I want to lean into. And that's why I have to like do it at a distance but even at a distance it's like chillingly good and then mm-hmm. when you do in those moments when you do succumb and let yourself fully feel those feelings it's just like nirvana mm-hmm. so that album to me is just like <sighs> exquisite mm-hmm. honey
1: mm-hmm. Anyways, see that's why I didn't want to get into it because I was like you're already going to cover everything so <laughs> I just know. like passed it to you Sorry, no don't say sorry that's exactly why I did that <laughs> it was great mm-hmm. um Okay, round number four. We're Jesus, into the meat. Oh my god! Okay, number four is when I think of you in a castle by Post Animal. Ugh. Someone, someone thought I was getting paid to promote them. Yes,
0: I remember that era. And they I were was like, yes,
1: and I was like, I'm not getting paid. I'm just a fan. Uh-huh. Sorry that I am listening to music that like isn't big. I don't know. Yeah. And um, but I really and I've already kind of said this with White Reaper mm-hmm. last year, but again. Those of you that are like really into rock music, specifically like classic rock, like the Led Zeppelins, the Van Halen's, the Thin Lizzy's, even like of the of the music era that back then, like get into post animal because they're like a little bit of waves, but also a little bit of garage rock. And I just think it's the perfect uh, like it's just so rock and roll to me. And I'm like, it's so shameful that they're not getting as big as I want them to, yeah. but I mean, they're getting praise on like all the music publications, it's just the, the, I guess the audience isn't there. Mm-hmm. And, um, they're just somebody, Grace Spellman is one of my favorite Twitter people. Mm-hmm. And she writes a lot about music and she said something that like, I, sw- I maybe have tweeted years ago. It's okay. I'm going to let it slide. Cause I love how she worded it more, but, um, she said, "The thing in music where a guitar does one thing, and then another guitar goes and does the same thing a third above it—that's the <laughs> shit I love." And I was like, "Amen, Re-fucking sister. Tweet. <laughs> that's exactly what I love about White Reaper. It's what mm-hmm. I love about Post Animal. It, it, it's that Thin Lizzie sound. It's that Van Halen sound. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just obsessed with it. And and these boys, I saw them live for the first time this year." Mm-hmm. And I just loved watching them have fun and just be so like, yeah, this is the shit we come up with together, and it's about it's a lot of fun. They're really respectful gentlemen. <laughs> like I don't know, they just are super cool to me. Um, this one doesn't have. I mean, I don't know. I in terms of like personal connection, like nothing lyrically about it is like you mm-hmm. know. It's it's just fun rock music, but I think that's why I love it so much. It reminds me of what I grew up with, um, living with a dad for a musician, and I, I just mm-hmm. again I can get into that whole like the guitar music is there. Ladies and gentlemen, don't look at K rock anymore. Like dive a little bit deeper. It's there. And it's a lot of fun. And if you like waves and you like that, like punk rock kind of vibe and you want more of like a garage sound into it, listen to post animal. It's, it's a lot of fun. My favorite song, um, or my favorite songs off this was, um, Ralphie, which is to me like the most rock and roll sounding song this year. Um, it's just catchy. It's fun. It's melodic. It's perfect. Uh, gelatin mode was a fun one. Um, that one was kind of more uh, a different uh, uh, composition than most rock songs, but it works. I don't know. I can go on forever. It's really good. Get into it. Get into it. Get into it. It was one of my faves, clearly. Yeah,
0: I remember. Uh, it was so fun watching you just, like, be excited for it and then, like, <laughs> to see it meet your expectations was really great. Yeah, and, like, you like it just... the fandom after the album was I really... I
1: know. Great. I just... I really got... It's fun to get excited yeah. about a band that you know isn't big yet. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess that's kind of snobby in a way, but, like... It's, I, I have the same about feeling about an artist that I'm going to talk about later, okay. where like just watching them kind of start from very small and like hoping they get big, mm-hmm. is fun. And especially because you can tell like they're they're really putting their their yeah, heart into it and like using all of their talent. It's just a lot of fun for me. So.
0: Me too. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so that's a nice little transition because I this artist technically it's their debut album, although they did have a lengthy ep two years ago which is basically an album i died for lucy dacus's historian and i i'm gonna spoil things a little bit my top four are all like singer songwriter women and they each kind of take a different lane of that because we hadn't we had we were eaten in terms of like female singer songwriter guitar rock um and I lived for it all. But Lucy kind of came at the end. It was like all mid-April was like, oh my god, so many women, so many guitars. And and I loved all of it. And I it was really difficult for me to, like, describe the differences, almost. Because, like, they're subtle. And to the naked eye, a lot of them are very similar. And even, so, like, Lucy Docu's is one third of Boy Genius, who I loved later in the year. Um... But she, and I, I've seen her, like, three times this year, which is insane. And so, to me, she is the storyteller. And she is, she has the, like, Avett Brothers, the Brandy Carlyle pocket. That's where she is. And she, I also think she has the best voice? Mm-hmm. T. <laughs> I uh, okay, yeah, um, I can understand. She has, like, a very rich, but it's that same, it's, it's not quite the Nick Cavey. It's more of, like, a Dylan-esque um, Where's Stevie? It's a Stevie, just, it's a Stevie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and And she just tells these stories. Yeah, like she's um, great. she the opening song is called Night Shift. And it's about like making how how we make things work in relationships. the The hook is you take the night to five, and I'll take the night shift. Um, and it's just about like compromises that we make because we love. And that is like, such a tender special thing that like takes a real master to write well mm-hmm. um and then she has the next song is addictions where she's just like you've got your song. addictions i've got my addictions too and seeing her perform that live i was just like god you are a miracle mm-hmm. like just the and i'm going to talk about this over and over and over but like the earnestness like put and like putting your vulnerabilities out there and and just like writing songs honestly, because it is, it's is—it's one thing to write a great song, and it is one thing to write an honest song. And the other song that like, uh, well, there's ugh, so many. The song that when I got to it on my first listen, I was like, okay, this is going to be a big album for me. It's called Yours and Mine. And she wrote it after the second Women's March, which was this, or last year. Or maybe it was the first, the first March. But it's kind of the reckoning of like, I I know what I need to do and like what is important to me and I understand that like our ideals like might be different like the way that you feel about the current administration like you're angry too but that exhibits itself differently than the way I do and I have to like be okay with that so she's saying take care of you and yours um, but me and mine we've got a long way to go like we've got a long road ahead of us and it's just like I you know especially after the second march that had like a far smaller turnout. And it was just, gra- I remember grappling in Ju- January of this year, just being like, oh, I, I have like, you know, I have to do what's true to me. And even if it's like showing up to something that feels kind of fruitless and like caring about things that it's like not really trendy to care about. And I'm like puffing up myself, which is not what I meant to do. But like, she just captured like this idea of like, okay, like I see what my purpose and what my road is and I see what you and yours is and I'm I'm learning to be okay with that mm-hmm. and I was just like a uh, girl mm-hmm. sing it loud and proud honey <laughs> and yeah and so when it was announced that her and Julian who is my number two of last year we're collaborating with Phoebe who is fine <laughs> uh, I was like oh I know this is going to be something special and it was and mm-hmm. that's one of those rare things like post animal where it's like oh the anticipation was so huge and somehow it met it mm-hmm. and like the chem like they're both I mean Julian is much more emotional and like I said uh, Lucy is much more of a storyteller but like the, those two styles mesh together it's why I, I mean it's why I love that EP so much but it's also just like a testament to seeing, spotting a good collaborator and being, like, even, like, yes, we're both on the same track, but, like, also we would work well together. Like, Kurt and Courtney. Yeah.
1: Burn it. Not love. (laughs) Well, debatable.
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah, so that, I mean, and she's, like, you know, she's popular in certain realms, but absolutely not, like, a a buzz artist at this Mm -hmm. point. But, Mm -hmm. I mean, absolutely has the potential to get there. So. Oh yeah.
1: Those three are so interesting to me. Like I am mm-hmm. here. I am for the long haul. Like I am always a fan. Yes. They're mm-hmm. all just phenomenal. And for them
0: to all be putting out that work in their early twenties. yeah, Fuck off. Phenomenal. <laughs> well yeah. Fuck, <laughs> fuck right off with that
1: bullshit. Okay. We are in the top three. <sighs> okay. So my number three, and surprisingly it's not my number one. People are going to be shook. Is High as Hope by Florence and the Machine. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: Oh, I thought that was going to be the one that you were... Never mind. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, so this one came out in the summer. And anyone that knows me knows that, like, Florence is it for me. Yeah. She's my Robin, if you will. Yes. <laughs> and every time she comes out with something, it's always number one. Like, without a doubt, no one... Like, it's not surprising to anybody. And when this one came out, I was in a weird headspace. I think whenever she does, like... Uh, tease that a new album will come out. I get kind of nervous cuz I realize, "Oh great, I'm going to be forced to like deal with my emotions." Cuz mm-hmm. something that I love about Florence and I'm really blessed to have is a, an artist that writes that like it literally could come from my journal. Like it's just it's so special to have an artist that you can relate to so much with. Like mm-hmm. I feel jealous or not jealous. I feel sad for anyone who doesn't have that. Like yeah. I just feel like I have this special connection with her music where I'm like every, every album she's released at that moment in my, like in that time is exactly what I'm going through. It's like weird. But this one was the first time where I didn't feel that right away. And I remember just being like, like, I I guess I just didn't want to listen to what she was saying. Maybe I didn't want to deal with whatever I had to deal with at the time. Like I just couldn't, I didn't have the energy and hunger. I think I even said it on the, um, that episode was like hard for me to get into every first single like radio single she puts out it's always really hard for me to get into and I listened to all the songs and I was like it's good but I just don't feel a personal connection with and as you can tell almost all of these have like a personal connection to and it was just really hard for me to find it in here Mm -hmm. and just like you said about Jake Shears a live performance can change everything and so I listened, I know all the songs before I saw her. Like, I kn- I'm I'm, still a fan of it. Like, I'm, I'm making it sound like I hated it. I didn't. I just, it was okay. Mm-hmm. I still knew all the songs. I still knew all the lyrics. It was fine. And when I saw her, it made sense. Because when I saw her, something was going on in, in the news cycle. And I'll talk about that in a, moment, in a moment. But she performed 100 Years. And 100 Years is this anthem about how far women have come and had, like, the reason they had to do that and how far we still have left to go. Yeah. And it just talks about how, like, women aren't believed. And it's just a very powerful song. Like, in the middle of the song, there's, like, chance, And it just makes you feel like, God, I can't believe I'm still having this fight. Like, it's just a really powerful song. And to hear it live, like, brought me to tears because that was the week the Kavanaugh hearing was going on. Oh, wow. And so, like, just to hear, like, holy shit, like, she wrote a song that is so powerful and, like, so Mm -hmm. representative of what's going on with women in this time right now. Like, there's certain songs by songwriters that I always think of, like, Sullen Girl, Fiona Apple, every Mm -hmm. song that Tori Amos has ever put out (laughs) as, like, songs to think about sexual abuse or of that time or fighting for rights Mm -hmm. and it's just crazy that I completely overlooked that she herself had written one Mm -hmm. and at the same time she also released Useless Magic which is her book of lyrics and she has it by era, which I appreciate and I was looking at the Highest Hope one and it just made me realize like for once this album is not exactly about her Mm -hmm. and it's always about her this album is about other women that she looks up to she talks about her grandma who committed suicide and like how that's a thread in her DNA, yeah. how she praises Patty Smith on an, a whole entire song. She reaches out to her torturous relationship with her sister. Like there's so many other storylines in this album about other women that she put herself, not aside, like she's just kind of realizing like, why am I the way I am? Well, let's look at like who I look up to and the women that have raised me and the woman I surround myself with and what we have to fight for. And I just like, when I looked at it through that lens, I was like, this is amazing. Mm-hmm. For once I had to put myself aside and be like, why am I the way I am? Why do I look up to these certain kind of women? Why? Like, I don't know. It was just a different perspective that I wasn't going to originally.
0: yeah.
1: And I fell in love with it. And it's this, and I don't know, like I just love the production of it. It sounds, Oh my God. It <laughs> sounds super Um, like we already talked about it, but it sounds yes light and it sounds like it's being recorded in one piece instead mm-hmm. of like a lot of layers and um and I don't know like it's just it's different and I appreciate that mm-hmm. I was worried that I wasn't ever gonna like it and now it's like one of my favorite things she's ever done mm-hmm. so that's all It's great <laughs> uh, yeah I
0: a trend is like mm-hmm. coming to albums not the day that they're released surprisingly mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. knew that it takes time to fall in love with an album
1: yeah us who reviews albums every other week?
0: No. <laughs> Sharply? Mm. <laughs> um consistently. <laughs> so, I thought this was going to be an obvious choice, but I'm wondering if you might be a little bit thrown by this one. Uh my number 3 album was Soccer Mommy.
1: I'm not surprised.
0: I I mean, I guess. Yeah, okay. See, I didn't th- I didn't <laughs> okay. think I didn't think you would be. Initially, okay. I didn't think you would be. But then you put your dog as one of your songs and I was like, "Wait, well, did she not love that?" Album? I d-
1: you know, okay, uh I did love it, but again, the the, the trend is mm-hmm. personal connections, and I just was like, oh, this shit slops. Your dog is very personal to me, but everything else is, it's great.
0: Yeah, so Your Dog was definitely the song that drew me in, yeah. and I think uh, you, I don't even know if I had listened to it when you-
1: I, I reviewed it out reviewed of nowhere. I, I Actually, how I discovered her was because Your Dog was on a new Music Friday playlist, mm-hmm. and I was like- your dog i think of iggy pop so i was yeah. like let me click on that and i didn't i was like oh shit this goes like yeah. i loved it and who knew
0: yeah um Look also i remembered that the album from last year was big thief and i got so oh, into big yeah. thief oh yes. this year because last year you <laughs> raved about it. i did and i still love big thief and i mm-hmm. and her solo album came out this year it did not make the top 10 but it was still very good it was still good yeah Um, yeah. So the album is called clean by soccer mommy. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you gave, you gave me your dog. And then the song that I first latched onto was flaw. Mm. And you, I, you know, I love any song that is like talking about your own shortcomings. That's my own like self, you know, hatred sort of thing that I do. Um, and then like, and, and she's so young. So she has a song that's called cool about like maybe I'm cool I don't know I want to be cool do I want to be cool like all these like and it feels very real because she is a teenager and she like like when I'm like oh I want to be cool it's like <laughs> yeah bitch because you're old and washed up but like <laughs> she's like oh like all these feelings are like fresh still like oh I want to fit in and I want to like be known and be seen and and it's just like oh and you're writing about that and you're 19 <laughs> and like so good and I'm like crying and relating Fuck. Right. You, off <laughs> um <laughs> And then, like, it was one of those ones that came into me in waves because there would be a new song that I related to, like, each new listen. So first it was Flaw. And then, or first it was Your Dog. Then it was Flaw. Then it was Cool. Then Blossom, Wasting All My Time. And it's just, like, so, like, just a couple, not even chords, just, like, notes that she's plucking and singing, like, am I, like, am I wasting all my time on this garb, on this boy who doesn't deserve me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna, I love this album so much. Um, so then the big song, or so then right before, so then next I fell in love with the song Skin, mm-hmm. which is just, and you know, like I'm very about corporeal forms and human bodies and like mm-hmm. physicality and touch and backs and skin. And so just like that was it for me. And I was like, oh, uh, like this idea of like, I just want like the feeling of your skin on my skin. And the way she says skin is like, What's the inverse of when you like scratch um, styrofoam? Like you know how that like oh I
1: always say like like molasses. <laughs> I always mm. say just like milky and instead of like sna- nails on a chalkboard, right?
0: No, well, okay, so it's like ASMR where it's like <clears throat> oh okay, but good. like a good shiver. The way she says skin is like skin, mm. and it, it feels like a slithering snake, mm. and it's just like oh, and it feels like skin touching like your
1: someone's tickle. Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm.
0: So and so it like gives me shivers, but like. A good I, I kind. Crack, like I need more of goosebumps. it. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So then, So then Skin was a big one for me. And then all the critics love Scorpio Rising. And that took me a little bit to get into. But mm-hmm. when I got into it, like, I could not stop listening to it. And it's just like, like kiss me in the park, kiss me after dark. Um, and then there's a line, actually, I should look it up. Because it, um, the one about, like, being cold... Like, you want something warm, and I'm, and I'm too cool. Sorry, I'm butchering it. I'm so sorry. I don't even know her name. Oh, it's... um. <laughs> she has a cute, like, little girl name.
1: I know. Oh, my God. And I follow her on Instagram, and I don't know.
0: You want to know my most shameful follow of 2018, while we're looking at lyrics, is um, the boy genius, Julian Baker's violin player's fiancé. <laughs> what? <laughs> because... Um, Julian reposted a picture that of her, her violinist is named Camille Faulkner and like a picture of Camille with this like really cute boy and I was like damn who who that and it's her like fiance but then I felt bad about just following him so I followed Camille and Camille's <laughs> fiance her and now is... they both pop up in my feed and I'm just like who are these people oh yeah Ooh. oh my god <laughs> a no. dark moment for her me her name
1: is Sophie
0: Sophie, and I knew that because
1: that's weird because I think she changed her Instagram name to soccer mommy because it was not before I think it was like Sophie something she's okay. cute
0: so she said um, she was born in Switzerland I watch from my drink as you look her over. The tab don't pop too hard. You're sick of playing cards with your love. You want warmth and I'm something colder. I'm putting your hands to her heart. Mm. Come on. So good. Come on. That's And, and that's like the Lord sound, songwriting. The like very like, this is how the moment is playing out. And here's how I'm seeing it. Um, which is like both very... Blunt and very emotional at the same time. Like, it's like, here's a fact and here's the fact through my own perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that is... You're not allowed to write like that and be 19. You're not. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, Lord, you're not allowed to write like that and be 20. Yeah, it's
1: really unfair. It's Uh, bullshit, actually.
0: Yeah. And and just like this, like... um, thorough through line of like um she's bubbly and sweet like a coca-cola and then it pop like i watch you for my drink the tab don't pop too hard like it's this whole like i'm something colder she's you know like how do you make beverage a metaphor come on Ugh. i know anyways so yeah like i was surprised because like i said um there was a, an influx of these like singer songwriters who were all kind of like post pop punk right like yeah. um like these are all pretty standard song progressions and like easy guitar chords and but like and they're like played catchily, but they're like it doesn't have the Greg Kirsten production behind it. It doesn't have like the Kelly Clarkson Sheen. It's like if we took Avril and like didn't make her a pop machine mm, and if
1: labels weren't involving it, mean, corporate labels weren't yeah, involved.
0: exactly, so yeah, it just it struck me, and it stayed with me, and I loved it.
1: Mm okay number two. Oh, oh i'm so nervous okay so number two is be the cowboy by mitski number two yes
0: oh, i thought we were gonna have never mind oh Boop.
1: okay Boop. then i won't do, go too hard into it mm. but
0: well, i bet just... you my
1: number two your number two is my number one really i, I don't know maybe not what's your number
0: <laughs> two just... yeah okay so my number two is Casey and my yeah, number one is Mitski And
1: mine is the reverse. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, so we could do Mitsu. Oh, well, let's, how can we do this? Let's do Mitsuki. Okay, so Mitsuki. How funny. Mm. So honestly, I, I think that. that was kind of the trend of all like the gear end list. though. It was like these were the two. And honestly, if I could do a tie, I would. But there's a reason why I elevated Casey to number one for a certain personal okay, reason. Go for it. So oh. but <laughs> I'll do Mitsuki first. So that's the artist who I was referring to earlier. Just, like, getting to see her kind of go from small to big was so crazy to me. Like, I don't know her personally. My one claim to fame is that she follows me on Twitter. <laughs> That's, like, the one thing I love to, like, just dangle in front of people's faces. I'm like, she, she follows. does? Mm-hmm. Interesting. She's replied to a few of my stuff before. I feel very I feel very cool. What? Yeah, she's cool. <laughs> not yeah, not no, during the be the Cowboy era, uh-huh. are you kidding? She's, like, now a cool, too cool okay. for me.
0: Okay, so we are going to have the same discussion because... But, like,
1: yeah I don't think this is the best Mitski album but that's fine I think this is just a different and I I think she's a lot like uh Mm -hmm. Arctic Monkeys in a way where she's gonna have a different Mm -hmm. um era for each album and that's great like she's gonna have a long career because she's so good at that and I'm I'm excited but um so this is the big album that kind of like gave her her name yeah and um as someone that's been following her, I was like, whoa, I wasn't ready for that. And it almost kind of made me nervous. I was like, no, like the the girl that like nobody knew. And like I looked to her music to like help me in life mm-hmm. is like now becoming big. And yeah. everyone on Twitter, like she's like a Twitter queen. And like, yeah.
0: I mean, like even last year, we saw her at Echoplex to like yes. not even a sold out crowd. Not, it
1: was like two years ago.
0: That's two years.
1: ago. I know. I saw her last year at FY or yeah, last year at FYF. Mm-hmm. Okay. Who, who like had, she, I mean, her crowd was very small, but like now I'm like her time slot would be like. She's now becoming a bigger font on the yes, lineup, exactly. and it's she's like, like uh,
0: jumping up a line. Yes. Well, now now she, I could see her very easily headlining FYF if it still existed, or oh, no. not. You know, not she's maybe she not would probably be like the
1: second line, which yes. is like crazy because she was so low before. Yeah. Um, but this out, she just uh, like the way she can write about like again the same Robin esque like. I know it's best like for mm-hmm. you like if you can just follow and like believe in this like we can make this work mm-hmm. or, or just like a lot of her lyrics are just so fucking relatable which is I'm, I guess that's why she's becoming this like Twitter queen I guess because we all can just fucking relate yeah. <laughs> like I don't know and um the production on here was so vastly different than what she's normally yes. has normally done but I like it um I think it was a good uh A good experiment, I guess you could say. Like, just changing the sound a bit and not so much distortion. Um, I I mean, help me out here. Jump in.
0: Okay, so for me, I am on the same wavelength but slightly differently because I love Mitski, but I very much, and to my own shame, I had put her in the box of, like, Mm singer-songwriter. Like, sings about her own views, her own perspective, her own emotions, and I love that. You know, she's like Julian, and she's like Lucy, and she's like, So, like all these women who like write their own stories, and she came out and she said, "No, I am an artist, and so I'm gonna put out this album that is completely from a different perspective, a different sound, and it's like." Because I can because I'm a good writer and I'm a good artist and mm-hmm. fuck you for thinking I can only do one thing and that was so like good for me because I was like, oh fuck I have I, I do that to artists did you and I do that to women.
1: well did you see what happened on Twitter I, I wonder if you didn't see this um so you know she's like widely loved it's like a, almost a meme at this point I' just mm-hmm. like Stan Twitter just loves her because they loved nobody yes which is honestly genius because she took one word mm-hmm. sing it. 37 times and each
0: is slightly is different. slightly you different thing where she did acapella yes and you can hear the di- oh my god like vocal blowing, vocal
1: queen but like just, yeah it's like that's because she's trained i mean she's mm. gone to school for this like you can tell that she knows her shit mm-hmm. and somebody on like through stan twitter or whatever used their like fake account and was like i have to write this on my fake account because i know i'll get um i'll get like dragged and my real one, but mm-hmm. she's the rupee car of like music. And oh my God, like literally everyone was like, Jamie Lee Curtis, don't <laughs> like everyone was just going in. Drinks but water. Then like other people were like chiming in like, you know, she's so beige. Like her lyrics are so basic. Like, and I, it's exactly like, no, she has the, she can do mm-hmm. everything. She can create an album all by herself. She doesn't need anybody. Yeah. And she, it, it was like mind-blowing. I'm like, you you think that? Then you don't really know who this yeah. artist and is. And you haven't
0: listened to the backlog.
1: No, you haven't. I'm like, I can understand why you think that when you look up the lyrics for nobody. For one song, it's yeah. It's 17 different words because the main word is repeated mm-hmm. a million times. I get why you think that. But also, think how she did that. Yeah. She took one word and can say it a multitude of ways uh-huh. and create this uh, crazy emotion
0: girl preach it's
1: like insane and so people were obviously getting defensive But and I was like nervous when I saw I was like she's gonna see this because she's mm-hmm. logged on yeah. So I was like oh she's gonna see this and like she's so like cute and sensitive and like mm. yeah, like I want to protect her and she saw it and she was like I have to log off like I read something I didn't like or whatever mm-hmm. and like immediately everyone was like don't fucking listen you know like yeah. it was just so much but I'm like no you don't get it like you
0: mm-hmm.
1: can do so much with very little Mm -hmm. and create a masterpiece like not everyone can do that it's an it's incredible
0: yeah she something that real i mean like so this album is like good yeah so good Uh and um walloped me with like the sound of it and like nobody is a disco anthem like it's a jam Mm -hmm. and then there's these other i'm just like getting this out of the way um but like like this it's so good and um even if it wasn't from this elevator perspective of like, oh, I'm telling the story and I'm challenging this idea of like American mythology and masculinity, mm-hmm. all of that to say, like that is all very brilliant, but the songs aren't like even if it was just her singing from her emotions, are still so great. right? And so it's easy to take it at face value and be like, oh, washing machine, heart. Like, yeah, that's about her. And like, those are her feelings. No, she's just like a good writer who understands like human emotion. And so she can like transpose that because there are lines of like emotional vulnerability, but they are not her. That's not her story. And so like, so many times, and like, I think I've told you this, but like, she's my favorite on talk shows. And like, she doesn't, she doesn't have the, um, Name recognition to be on a lot of them, but she was on like Colbert and she was on Daily maybe Show. like Daily Show, yeah. yeah. And she's just like, No, you keep because they were like, Oh, like, is nobody about a heartbreak or is it about like being alone, being a woman in the recording industry? And she's like, No, you keep putting these stories on like these narratives on my album, which I have said so many times is not me, right? Please, like, can you just fathom of the idea that I would like write a character and write a song for that
1: character, right? I mean, like, they don't. Like persecute Bob Dylan for doing that. I mean, yeah. he has like so many songs of other people and other characters. It's like makes me mad that they do it to her because it's like mm-hmm. I'm not saying she's Dylan, but yeah, you get know what I'm saying. Like she's a songwriter; she can tell a story.
0: She can, and she and she likes, and like <laughs> with so few words. I think about like um, Pearl, yes. which is like just a be- like a, a whole short story in one stanza. Mm-hmm phenomenal two slow dancers for me was just like dancer.
1: it's incredible i'm not really a slow kind of song girl i think a lot of people know that about me it is no
0: it is widely it documented is, <laughs> yeah it's,
1: yeah i just don't care but this song shook me mm-hmm. the opening line does it smell like a school gymnasium yes. it's funny how they're all the same you mm-hmm. want to laugh but you're like fuck like there you go placing can, me into an it. environment uh-huh. it's funny how you always remember and it's funny how i still forgot and it's like god damn it and it would be 100 times easier if we were young again but as it is and it is we're just two slow dancers last ones i'm like good god like it's heart-wrenching it's so good
0: i i'm looking through the track list right now and i'm like oh i don't see a single song that i didn't like have a moment with
1: yeah and that's exactly why so oh remember
0: like remember my name oh my god that
1: one i'm i actually am so happy that that song exists because i feel like that is such a a very vulnerable moment here, but like, that's Mm -hmm. so me where I'm just like, like I want attention.
0: Does anyone care?
1: Does anyone care? Like, am I being heard? Do I matter? matter? Mm -hmm. And I feel like before this song existed, I didn't know how to say that or like even know that I, that I wanted that until Mm -hmm. I heard this song. And I was like, fuck, (laughs) like she, she's so good. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even like, there's just not words, no words. I know. She's phenomenal. And like,
0: and I just got to mention, in Pink of the Night, she talks about touching someone's back. So. <laughs> Points, tens, tens, tens across the board.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, I mean every every song is mm-hmm. just it's ugh. Yeah. She did it again. Geyser. Go- oh, Geyser was my favorite. Like that was the first single, and I remember mm-hmm. like, oh, we're about to get some shit. Like
0: I thought nobody was the first single, but it was. It no, was it Geyser. was Geyser.
1: It was Geyser, and I remember being like, oh, we're not ready, like because this is mm-hmm. drama. <laughs> like it's oh, so good. Mm-hmm.
0: She is, she is a force to be reckoned Mm -hmm. with. So, so that's why she was, wait, so I'm confused why that put her at the number two. Oh, okay.
1: Well, in order to explain why that's number two, I have to say number one. Okay. So Casey Musgraves' Golden Hour is my number one, which is Mm -hmm. funny because like, what, a year ago I was like, I don't really see it for her. Like, you remember? We
0: both, neither of us did.
1: Yeah. I was like, I didn't really get why Pitchfork was on and on about her. I'm like, she's Mm -hmm. fine. Like, she's, I get it. But like, why does everyone keep like putting her like I, so did they yeah was she she was covered by pitchfork before this really and i remember being like why like i remember ju- that's what made me even know who she was i was like uh-huh. why are we talking about her like what is so great about her and it wasn't until i heard space cowboy that i was like oh my mm-hmm. god like this woman is able to transcend country and bring in all these influences things that she just likes that aren't country music and yeah. still make it country it's it was insane and i was so impressed the reason why, and we've already gone over golden hour and why it's amazing, but for me, why it's number one. So going back to the thread of like all of my top albums and why they are, they the way they are, um, is personal connection. Mm -hmm. This album also came out during that whole time in my life where I was like, what the fuck am I even doing? Mm -hmm. And something that you said earlier, it was like exactly what I was, what I was going to say with this is like my first, um, reaction to things. It's always negative. I'm always like self-hating everyone knows me that I'm just like Mm -hmm. my first instinct is always to be just oh this is like losing my job it was my fault like Mm -hmm. even though it was not at all like everything was just my fault yeah and something that I noticed she does in her songwriting that really inspired me was that she's taking like she admits that like in this process of this album like she went from being at her lowest to her highest all within the span of writing this album Mm -hmm. And she notes that like even the darkest moment, she like for slow burn is the opening track, and that was the first song I heard when I played the album as a whole. That song is amazing, and the song is just about like doing things your own way. Um, I'm okay, like this is who I am, and it's like you might think it's corny, but like to hear that and be like, oh wow, like I can be upset with things, but know like oh this is gonna be okay. This is who I am. I'm going to do it my way. Like, I don't have to compare myself to anybody. Like, this is okay. Like I, it was like a, a, like I needed to hear that. And then throughout the album you have like, like I'm also notorious for having a cold heart. I don't feel like anything like love, fuck that, you know? But then I heard butterflies and I literally felt like my ice cold heart, like shatter and like just get warm. And I was just like, Oh, like she's literally like I'm at my lowest, but here are things I'm choosing to look at to help me out of that. Oh, what a world like that. Like, you know, like I constantly say I fucking hate living here. Like Mm -hmm. I hate this country. I'm constantly, constantly hate, 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 hate. And then when I hear that, I'm like, yeah, what a world. Like, look how pretty the trees are. And like, look at this. Like I, when I hear it, I like instantly come out of like negative me Uh and I look at things in a new perspective. And like, I like was shocked. Like, I didn't think that album would do that for me. Mm -hmm. And there's like certain moments on here where I'm like, okay, like, velvet, velvet Elvis. Elvis I was just gonna say that's why
0: I was curious because <laughs> yeah I mean every song
1: on Mitski's album is like perfect all killer no filler but I I think all killer no filler but I think with golden hour I think the ability for that those songs those certain songs like about seven of them to do mm-hmm. that like even happy and sad it's corny but like it is where I was you know like mm-hmm. I want to be happy but I'm sad at the same time it's like it kind of reminds me of after laughter Paramore like Uh, how Haley Williams was like I am at my goddamn lowest but like I want that to be known that it's okay and I can laugh Mm -hmm. today but cry tomorrow like it's okay and I feel like we are in a time where like we still need to like understand that that's possible Mm -hmm. so like I I don't know I just had a very personal connection to it that like I I, I'm surprised I wasn't ready for Mm -hmm. but it it happened so
0: I love that okay (laughs) so I will say The reason Mitski pulled ahead for me is because as we are constantly like, this is my personal favorite, but this is like technically very good. Mm -hmm. If you told if you if I had to pick the one album that is like the best crafted album, that also like is personally relevant, it's Mitski all the way. Like that album is a masterclass in just like songwriting and also like in interesting. Song structure and Mm -hmm. like it. It is the best album of the year. I I agree, and it's but like for it also to be like so. You know, it's not like a. I don't know. It's not like as if King Cruel was like. Oh, maybe that's the best album, but like certainly not for me. Mm -hmm. But this is like oh, like this is recognized as the best album that was written this year, and it's also like so special to me. That's it. That you get that number one, right? Right. But like personally. Golden Hour, far and away, yeah. is like oh that album melts me, and it's, it's it was both my number one Spotify artist and Slowburn was my number one played oh, song, and cool. I think Slowburn is the best song written this year.
1: I agree. I, Slowburn took my fucking breath away, and like I like mm-hmm. I am not gonna repeat myself, but like that's literally, I think I just wasn't ready for that, and mm-hmm. uh and just like her experimentation with crossing so like an interesting thing that happened this year is like country music kind of was re- it's like now a positive thing i think for so mm-hmm. many years people like us i guess mm-hmm. always looked at country music, oh it's redneck bullshit dog in a mm-hmm. truck like it just it had this really bad um rep and i think in the past couple of years i'm gonna say it joanne started it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it was but like i mean we started looking at country as like okay, you Mm -hmm. know, like, let's not be so reluctant towards it when we, oh, I like everything but country. Like, you know, like, you just always have this bad reputation Mm -hmm. when Dolly Parton's discography exists. Like, it's just not fair. You know? And so, I feel like Casey Musgraves allowed a lot of stands unfortunately, with high horse i love high horse but like it's mm-hmm. not the standout and it kind of makes me upset that like that's what everyone's writing with because i'm like yes. uh no there's like literally life-changing pieces of music in this
0: album but a lot of people need high horse to get like yeah i, I, get, I, am it. Like, I get it guess what i love casey musgraves and they're like no it's like okay well i have to use high yes, Horse to get I, you yeah, in I the gate it. and uh-huh. then once i've sold you i i get to bring you into slow burn right <laughs> and then maybe you will deserve oh What a World. Oh, well, yeah that <laughs> one's like
1: if you deserve
0: that, it Jesus Christ, that song is and like to your point, that is the perfect blend of like she has like vocoders on it. She it
1: was inspired by Daft Punk. She wanted Daft Punk influences, and I'm like, mm-hmm. could you imagine like Shania Twain walking in and be mm-hmm. like, So I'm really inspired by Get Lucky. I'd like to have a little bit of that.
0: Yeah, like, and you, you know and they what, would laugh at her. What the fact is that you can exactly hear that single and it's terrible. The Shania Twain Daft Punk-inspired song yeah. is awful. Yeah. But like it's so subtly done the touches are because mm-hmm. it is like it's a country album through and through right but it's just it's
1: it's it's a masterpiece And a like,
0: country disco anthem who how i know casey. i know like a a ballad a vocoder country ballad who how casey
1: casey and like uh just the and then also like i remember her being really into like uh you know galaxy inspired things like mm-hmm. science or space inspired um visuals and how she did that like when uh-huh. you hear it you're like i'm laying underneath the stars like, oh it's,
0: oh spa- i mean space cowboy sounds like yes. you're in space
1: yeah oh! and oh, what a wonderful world too like mm-hmm. it's just like you're not of this world it's so amazing and something it's like
0: lay in a field at night music yeah
1: and like i get emotional talking about it because i feel so bad that i mean and so when i heard this album i went back and i listened to all her old stuff and i was like now i get it like you're trying to make country music mm-hmm. like uh, at, the, at the center and like at the at the focus of things because you saw men ruin it yeah. you know and like you wanted to change that and I appreciate that like I'm so excited because I'm actually seeing her in February with Soccer Mommy I know. and I'm so excited because it's just like uh, all
0: these wait, things wait are you saying the 14th the 15th? uh Valentine's Day okay so Sorry. we're not gonna see the same, same oh yeah anyways um okay <laughs> now that we've of outed me that I'm gonna
1: be <laughs> doing some non-romantic shit no um
0: what if you meet your dream man at Soccer Mommy can you imagine? I know. I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so, uh, was Oh, So something that happened that just like makes me so proud and like, and I feel bad that I didn't get it before, but I'm so mm-hmm. glad I'm here now is that she won the album of the year at the CMAs, which to me is a bigger deal than like her winning it at the Grammys. Award oh, shows right. in general are shit. Don't get me wrong.
0: But like that She needs to be seen as the face of country music. Yeah.
1: And I'm like, that is so important. And when, I don't know if you saw it, but when she won first... Um, Little Big Town presented it to her, which I love. Little Big Town. Oh, so I was
0: uh, girl like, crush. We have had a yes, moment with yes. both of us. Yes. And
1: the girls got to announce it, and they were like emotional right when they saw her name, and they were like for con- for girls everywhere that want to do country music. Oh. Like this is. I know. I'm like literally gonna cry. And I was like, Oh my god! Like this is amazing. Like Casey Musgraves, and she's sitting there like shook, and she's like not an emotional kind of girl. Like I don't think no. of her as
0: emotional. I at mean, all. she's kind of like a cool girl. She's kind of like yeah. A cool, like I don't. Girl. Yeah. Like
1: I don't feel. She's like. I, she, I don't think mm-hmm. she, I've ever seen her cry, but she started. Getting emotional and she goes up and she's like it was 10 years ago today that i moved to nashville and like Uh, now and like you're just sitting there like and she just wrote one of the best albums this mm -hmm. year like of this decade really and you're just like you can't help but be like that's awesome Mm -hmm. and it's the same way as mitski where like they worked their asses off these women that are just Mm -hmm. phenomenal i guess like i i don't even want to say one is one or two you know like i think Mm -hmm. of them as both as like the winners of this year yeah
0: well i mean when I saw Mitsuki was number one for Pitchfork, oh, I got, I got so excited. I mean, I well, I just got like emotional. Yeah, I like, oh like yeah, oh, she, I do she too. deserves
1: it. I do too, and like I'm so glad they're both getting like equal recognition, recognition. Mm-hmm. and they're, they're kind of doing this together. Like as a music lover, it's like so emotional. I don't know, like it just makes me feel so happy. Like, ah, oh, people get it, and like they can feel validation the way I feel validated through their words. Like, it's just incredible. Uh-huh. And it just made me really excited actually doing this as much as it was hard to come up with 10 albums. The mm-hmm. first two for me were a given. Same
0: exact same. Yeah.
1: So I, I'm just happy with those, those, those women. They're so amazing.
0: They are. Yeah. I think we both had pretty female dominated. We lists. did. I had, I mean, I had Jake Shears and the black Panther boys, but... I had,
1: well, Lo has a boy and a girl and so does beach house. So, uh, yeah. A wash. <laughs> <laughs> no, women definitely dominated it and I hope mm-hmm. they continue. Cause...
0: Same. Oh know. what a year. Oh. We could it... say. <laughs>
1: Album or uh episode title.
0: Oh, you don't want to do tens across the board. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that too.
1: Oh, we'll see. Well you guys will already know, but
0: we'll see. Uh, <sighs> well, uh, I'm so excited to relisten to your picks.
1: Me too. I wanna listen to Soccer Mommy, like with a new a mm. new vision.
0: Sophie. Sophie girl. Sophie. I think, actually, well, no, because when did, when did those tickets go on sale? Because I already loved Soccer Mommy when the, it was announced that she was the opener.
1: Oh, I did, too. So. Um, probably a couple months ago.
0: Yeah. Because I was like, oh, maybe it was, like, when they announced that that I got into it, But no, it was before. How that. weird. I
1: just got a notification on Instagram that somebody's Casey Forever started following you. We're being listened to, we, ladies yeah. and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> this episode of Black Mirror is brought to you by. <laughs>
1: oh, that was really weird. Yeah. Anyways. Cool.
0: Well. We did it. Happy 2018, everyone. Yes. And we'll see you in 2019. Oh,
1: my gosh. All right. And also share us, share with us your faves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And as always, look for playlists and all that fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And on that note, we'll see you next year. See you next year. Bye.
0: Bye.